Jesus is still on the throne. Amen. He's still right where he's always supposed to be. Seated at the right hand of the Father. Ever living, making intercession for us. Amen. Thank God for who he is and what he is and what he's done. Hallelujah. We just thank the Lord. I tell you, we had a great time last night praying. It was a good meeting. It was a good time of prayer. And uh, I, I felt God. I felt the anointing of the Lord in everybody that was praying and just seeking the Lord here together with us. And it was really good. And as we were praying last night, you know, some things begin to come out uh, in exhortation concerning the angels of the Lord. And how they're encamped around about us and how that they're doing great things for God's kingdom through us, praise God, and for us. And, you know, I got to meditating on it some more after I got home. And then today when I got up, I got to meditating some more up on these scriptures. And so God just impressed upon me. Now, I'm not bound to... A series. I'm not bound to, in other words, if the Holy Ghost says do something else one night, I'll do that, you know, but we'll get, and just jump right back in on the series. I mean, you know, uh, but the Word is the Word. It's the Word that's going to, uh, is going to encourage you and lift your spirit is the Word of God. It's God's Word. How many knows a good Word will lift your spirit? How many of have you ever been down in the dumps and all of a sudden you get a phone call or, or you run into somebody at the store and they say, my, praise God, I've just been thinking about you and just thanking God for you. And all of a sudden your spirit man just rises up and says, whew, I feel good again. <laughs> because a good word does that. But listen, God's word has a lot to say about his ministering spirits. And that's exactly what angels are. They're ministering spirits sent forth to minister for us. Heirs of salvation. We're the heirs of God. Join heirs with Jesus Christ. Over in Hebrews, the first chapter, verses 13 and 14. I want to start off tonight. Tonight we're going to talk about what are angels. What are angels? Have you ever heard those little things? How many angels can you get on the, on, on the point of a needle or something or something like that? What's that, what's that old saying? <laughs> too old for that, aren't we? But anyway, but, but people have tried to figure out angels. I don't think there's been a serious... Um, sometimes people are not serious about angels when they're talking about them. Angels are real spirit beings that can manifest themselves in the physical realm. And they manifest themselves maybe in an invisible realm sometimes, and you just don't know it, And but the enemy knows it. And that's the most important part, is the devil knows. <laughs> and God's angels are on assignment for us. Amen? So tonight we're going to talk about what are angels. Look at Hebrews 11. I mean, I'm 1. I'm sorry. Hebrews 1. Did I say Hebrews 11? Hebrews 1. Verses 3 through 14, or uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I want to read uh, in verse 13. It's actually 13 and 14. I got it. I mistyped it here. Uh, that's my error. <laughs> but it's Hebrews 1, 13 and 14. And look what, what the writer is saying, which I, who I believe is really Paul the Apostle on the book of Hebrews. But to which of the angels has he ever said... Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. See, he's not said that to the angels. 
But he said that to us. Because are they not, this is the writer talking here, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? Now, that, that says it in a nutshell right there, what, what the Lord has done. But he said, sit at my right hand. He has never said that to the angels, to sit at his right hand. But he's telling us, and, and, and the Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. We can grumble and complain about our enemies, but I want to tell you something. God has made us more than conquerors. We're victorious through the blood of Jesus. We're, we're made victorious in Him. And the power of God rests upon us. And they're not, they're ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those, us, who inherit salvation. How many knows that's what we've inherited is salvation? We've inherited it. Now, there's a lot of emphasis placed upon the devil today. I tell you what, you could go around everybody and, boy, the devil did this, the devil's doing that, and the devil, and we're hearing it all. Listen, what's going on in our world is demonic driven. It's demonically driven. We're, we're not, we're not, how many knows I'm not underestimating the fact of demonic influence in people, but I'm going to, I've got to say this right at the beginning. We're not to be influenced by Satan. We're not to be influenced by his demon forces. We're influenced by God himself and the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, which is his Word and authority that he's put in us to speak out of our mouth. And that Word is authoritative Word. And the devil has to bow at the name of Jesus. Praise God. But what we're seeing is fear is gripping the hearts of people. We're, we're seeing a, a force of fear in the human race today that hasn't been there. In a, it's been there, but not surfaced like it has right now. Fear. Now, even the church world is in fear. Even Christians are in fear. Now, I'm not saying we are, but I'm saying there's a lot of church people... Religious people, people that really don't know the power of God or don't know the reality of these angelic beings that we're talking about tonight, and they walk in fear. We don't have to fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And what happens is when we get in chaos and chaotic conditions, it, it works on our emotions. We're, we're, an emotion, we're an emotional being. Now, there are certain emotions that we have. Love is an emotion. But it's real. It's from our spirit. But it's still an emotional thing. Uh, hate is an emotional thing. Bitterness is an emotional thing. Uh, joy is, is in our emotional realm, in our spirit, but it, it still affects our emotions. And so, therefore, you know, we have to understand that the enemy, I, I'm not going to give him an inch because he'll take a mile. And what we're seeing in our world, we're not, we're not denying the fact we don't have chaos and chaotic conditions and, and turmoil and, and riots and, and everything else going on. And I want you to notice, 
you, when you see these cities taken over by rioters and those that are trying to set up their own little domain, their own nation within a city, and they're trying, you know what they're doing? They're, they're, they're building all of that on injecting fear into the people. Fear is not of God. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Hallelujah. So fear should not be the driving force in any of our lives. Fear should not be the driving force in the church's life. It should never be a fearful thing. You listen. I had somebody one time. I, I told our people one time. I said, "Get your this back when we had the little cassette recorders." You know, I said, "Just set your te- cassette recorder down and just leave it on for as long as you get your longest tape you can get in there and put it on slow speed or whatever." And I, I said, "And then re- rerun that that night before you go to bed." And you know, I had people come to me and they said, Brother Clarence, I'm ashamed of myself. I never used so much fear-filled words in all my life. I'm afraid this is going to happen. I'm afraid that's going to take place. And fear-filled words were all on those cassettes. They brought them to me and let me listen. I said, well, what do you think? You know, what, what, what do you... What do you think about this person that's talking on this tape? <laughs> they say, well, they need to get, they need to get in, deep in the Word. <laughs> and they need to understand, the, get the revelation of the Word and stand on the Word. And not let fear dominate, but let faith dominate. Yeah. We're faith people. Yeah. Amen. We're saved by faith. We receive everything that we have by faith. It's all by faith in God. God is the one that provides. God is the one that supplies. God is the one that heals. God is the one that brings restoration uh, to the situation, to families and, and, and everything. It's God that does that. It's the Spirit of the Lord. But there's a lot of emphasis placed on the devil and his demons that work with them. I don't want to emphasize the devil. I don't, I don't want to be a church that just talks devil, 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 devil. You know what's going to happen? You walk in that church and the devil's going to be operating in that church. But if you preach on faith, the Word, the blood, Jesus, angels, the devil don't have no place to operate. Because the Word is going to overcome him. But there's more talk and emphasis on the devil and his power and the destruction that he causes in the world and the lives of individuals, which includes sometimes, many times, born-again believers. Born-again believers get so caught up in the fear tactics and the fear talk that it's actually injecting something in their spirit. They're not aware of it, but it's injected it in. You know, there comes a time. I, 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 back in 2000, uh, I think it was 2008. I mean, we were getting ready to change for the new president to come in or a vote on. And I, I tell you the rhetoric on the TV and the news and everything. I mean, they were screaming and hollering. And I mean, you know, just it got on my nerves. Come on. I told my wife, cut it out and shut it off. <laughs> we, we don't need havoc. We need peace. And all the doubt, fear, and worry that the devil 
penetrates you with and puts in your heart isn't going to change anybody or anything. But the thing is, what's going to change it is prayer. Prayer. But then there comes a time. Listen, how many believes the end of time is coming? We're living in the end times. It's not coming. It's here. We're living in the end times. One day, it's going to be just like the Bible declared it would be. <laughs> We're already getting some uh, lessons on how to be, have a cashless society. Fear tactics are still involved. Amen? And people are swallowing it hook, line, and sinker. Somebody said, what are you going to do when that happens? Well, we're just going to go with, you know, we'll just go and just go forward in Jesus' name. I mean, I got a debit card. I use a debit card now, you know. But uh, the thing is, I don't want to have to be forced to use it. I don't want somebody to say, you can't, you can't do nothing without that. We, we're not taking your money. I remember one Christmas I was in a store here a few years ago, and, and I asked this young lady that was, you know, waiting on people, a sales lady, and I said, I, I had some stuff I was going to buy. I said, do you take cash? She said, I don't know. Let me ask my supervisor. I said, I'm just joking. <laughs> I knew they did. <laughs> but, but this is a mentality. Because it's, it, it's, it's put there. But, you know, even born-again believers are getting caught up in fear. Hallelujah. But we as believers in the cross, how many believes in the cross? And in Jesus Christ should begin to magnify the victory that he wrought for us 2,000 years ago. It's by his blood and every person that receives this gift of eternal life and victory. That's what we have, eternal life through him and victory over the devil. It's ours already. And we need to emphasize the fact that uh, uh, we need to emphasize the fact of Satan's defeat at the cross. You know, when I pray for people, I address the devil sometimes. Not addressing the person, but the devil. Because the devil is the one that's bringing the afflictions and the, and the, and the problems. And so, I address the devil and I say, Satan, you were defeated by the blood of Jesus 2,000 years ago. I, be- I believe in that. And those words will make the devil tremble because he remembered when Jesus cried out, it is finished. And he knew it was finished, but he's still a deceiver and a liar, and he's still working overtime deceiving and lying to individuals. But we don't have to get caught up in the lies and deceit. Victory's still ours. I said victory's still ours in the name of Jesus. Look at Luke 2, verse 9 through 14. It said, Here, behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be, for, uh, be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings. It was talking about the shepherds in the field. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. 
Not only was this a proclamation of the birth of Jesus, but this was also a declaration to the devil, to Satan himself, that in all the demonic forces that worked with him, this was a declaration that their days were numbered and they were going to be dethroned. Hallelujah. That was a pro- who, who delivered that? An angel from God. An angel from the Lord. So tonight, we want to deal, just briefly tonight, on what are the angels? Who are the angels? They are a created order of beings. They're created by God. This is, this is no, you know, we, get, we need to understand where, where angels actually come from. They were created by God. They were created, God created the heavens and the earth. All the universe, all the Milky Ways, all the planets, all the stars, everything. But he also created in heaven itself angels. A creation of God. Lucifer was created by God. Lucifer was created as an angel. Uh, he was an angel. He was, in, he was kind of in charge of the heavenly choir, so to speak. But he was over, and, and what happened was pride. Listen, even in heaven itself, pride tried to enter in. Pride. And the Bible said his, his heart was lifted up in pride. Pride. And in, in, in pride, he said, I will exalt myself above God. I'll raise myself up, and I'll be as God and greater than God. This was the devil's attitude, and this was Lucifer. But you see, they were all created, and they were not there from the beginning, because in the book of Psalms, it refers to the creation of the angels. And it's good to know these things. Psalms 148, verses 1 through 5, said, Praise the Lord, praise the Lord from the heavens, praise Him in the highest, or in the heights, praise Him, uh, uh, praise Him all His angels, praise Him all His hosts. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you stars of light. Praise Him, all you heavens of heavens, and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded, and they were created, and He also established them forever and ever, and He made a decree which shall not pass away. Hallelujah! Now, I know we believe in creation, but you know, sometimes it's good to just reread it here and say, this is the power of God. This is God's power in His creation. And there was some time before the foundation of the world, for in the 38th chapter of Job, the angels are described as looking with wonder and with joy on God's creation, and they sang together. Look at Job 38, verses 4 through 7. When were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined the measurements? Surely you know, or who stretched the, the line upon it? To w- what were the foundations fastened? Or who had, uh, who laid its count, cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all of the sons of God shouted for joy? Now he was telling Job this in the book of Job when Job was given a discourse and you know God started giving him a discourse. Where were you, Job? <laughs> Where were you, Job, when all of this happened? When were you when I spoke? When were you when I hung all the stars? Where were you when the angels of the Lord were created? See, God created the angels. They were creation of God. They're astonished. 1 Peter 1, verses 8 through 12. Whom having not seen you love, 
Though now you do not see Him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy, inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith and salvation of your souls. Of this salvation the prophets have inquired and searched carefully, who prophesied of the grace that would come to you, searching what or what manner of, of time the Spirit of Christ who was in, uh, who was in them was in indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. To them, it was also said revealed that not to themselves, but to us, they were ministering the things which will now have been reported to you, though those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit from heaven, things which angels desire to look into. See, the angels were created before we ever got here. And they know about the power of God. And now then, they would love to look into this thing that God's done. Now, there's another thing about angels that, that is revealed in God's Word concerning their existence. Um, at some time in the ages, in, in past ages with the angels, they themselves faced a tremendous decision. And we know what that decision was. Lucifer decided to rebel against God. Do y'all remember the story there? It's, it's in the Bible. This is where sin came from. And pride got lifted up in his heart. And he persuaded one-third of the angels to follow him and try to dethrone God. But you see, God wasn't going to be dethroned because God's all-powerful. God created those angels. And so what he did, he just dismissed those angels and cast them out. <laughs> Glory to God. And Satan, Lucifer, we don't even Satan now, but Lucifer, the, the, the angel of the Lord that was there, he got cast out along with all of the rebellious angels that, that came with him. And, and they all were, were thrown out of heaven. One third of them. But listen, most of the angels, two thirds of them. Now, isn't that wonderful? Two-thirds of the multitudes and multitudes of angels stayed in the good side of the Lord. They chose to. See, there was still the power of choice even for the angels back then. This is amazing. You know, some people say, well, they were angels. They just had to do what they had to do. No, they still had a, they still had a choice. Lucifer had a choice. He chose to rebel. And most of the angels remained faithful to God. But the Bible said in Revelation 12, 4, talking about Lucifer, his tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. <laughs> a third of the angels was thrown to the earth, and the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her Christ's child as soon as it was, as soon as it was born. Because, you see, the devil was out to destroy. We're talking about... There are demonic forces, and then there's angelic forces. The fallen angels would be considered, I guess, in the demonic force, you know. But, you know, the thing is, what we need to understand tonight, and I'm going to get into this in just a second, but we need to understand that they're, we're, uh, they lived in an eternal state of abiding holiness, and they were the elected angels. 1 Timothy 5.21 says, I charge you before God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the elect angels. That you observe these things without prejudice, doing nothing with partiality. The holy angels. They're holy angels. Mark 8, verse 38. For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in the adulterous and sinful generation, of him the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with 
the holy angels. With the holy angels. Listen, we come in before the presence of God, but there's angels all around the throne of God. They're all around the throne of God. There's angels of light. Now, and, and we, we need to understand this. There are certain, there are certain angel, angelic beings that will, that will reveal themselves to people as an angel of light. And really, they're an angel of darkness. They're an angel of darkness. Look what it said in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Listen, that's why you've got to know somebody by the Spirit, Amen. not by the flesh. Jim Jones was a very charismatic person back in the, was it the 80s, 70s, 80s, somewhere along there. And uh, he was a very charismatic In fact, Jim Jones was raised full, full gospel. Yeah. Pentecostal. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. He had healings and miracles and things happened under his ministry before he went haywire. But what happened was, what, somebody said, well, what causes a man like that? Pride. Yeah. Pride. The devil puffs you up in pride. Says, look what you're doing. Look, these people wouldn't be nowhere without you. (laughs) I mean, look what you've done. Look what you've accomplished. Pride. Pride is the cardinal sin. Pride is the original sin. That's what Lucifer had in heaven was pride. And so Jim Jones got puffed up in pride. And because of that, he gave himself over to the powers of darkness And what was operating through him was not the Spirit of God, but it was the Spirit of Satan itself. And he was able to cause people to go to Guyana, wherever it was. And I mean, all of them drink, you all heard the saying, they drank the Kool-Aid. And sometimes people use that phrase when somebody's going haywire or or church is getting uh, goofy, you know. And and they say, well, everybody drank the (laughs) Kool-Aid. But they literally drank it and followed him to death because of the deceit that was there. Now, the angels faced a tremendous decision that day in heaven itself. And two-thirds of them said, we're not, one, two-thirds said, we're not going with Lucifer. One-third did, and they were all cast out. Amen? Now, Angels have names. Do you know angels have names? Now, don't go around trying to find an angel and name him. That'd be like you never met me before and you say, well, you don't look like Clarence. You look like a a Henry or something like that. (laughs) No offense, Brother Henry, if you're watching me tonight. Got a friend named Henry. (laughs) But... But listen, the, the, the holy angels of God, the angels of light, there's angels of light. Um, there's many other things that we can share in the teachings, but angels have names and they, they have specific and significant personal assignments. Angels have personal assignments. Now listen, we're not teaching anything that's far off, off, off record tonight. This is Bible. We need to believe in, if we could believe in angels as much as we believe in demons, we'd have victory. 
There's more people that believe more in demons than they do the power of God and the blood of Jesus and the angelic beings that are around us. There's more angels around us than they are demons. Praise God. Victory is ours in the name of the Lord. And listen, the angels proclaim His peace to the world because that's what happened in Luke. We just read that scripture all ago where they came and said that the, uh, they stood before them and the glory, of the, Lord, the glory of the Lord shone around about them. And they said, uh, don't be afraid. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, for uh, there will be born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. An angel proclaimed that. An angel announced that. Gabriel has the assignment of being God's announcer and God's messenger. Now, what, look what he did to Daniel. Gabriel. Remember, y'all, y'all ever heard of Gabriel? Gabriel, blow your horn. <laughs> Gabriel, the angel of God. He had the assignment of being God's announcer and God's messenger. He announced to Daniel the 70 years that should be accomplished for Israel. He began to prophesy to him and talk to him. He said, yet, this is Daniel talking, while I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, or the angel Gabriel, when I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, reached about the time of the evening offering, and he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I now have come forth to give you skill to understand at the beginning of your supplications, the command went out, and I have come to tell you, you are greatly beloved, therefore consider the matter and understand the vision. Seventy weeks are determined for your people and for your holy, uh, unto the holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make con- re- a reconciliation uh, for iniquity, to bring to everlasting righteousness and seal up a vision and prophecy and anoint the most holy. That's found in Daniel 9. Now, remember, that's when the 70 years of captivity came for Israel. Remember, in Jeremiah, God spoke to them because of the rebellion and because of the things that were happening in, in Israel at that time. And, and uh, it, it's amazing that Israel went through so many things. But you know what? They, they just rebelled. They had problems believing God. And they rebelled against God. And God put them through things to let them know His power is still real. His power is still real. Now, and remember... They, they wanted to get that time cut down. Now, they knew they had done, done some naughty things, you know. And they were ready to, to make a deal with the Lord. Hey, Lord, hey, hey, Jeremiah, how about just giving us uh, uh, 35 years instead of 70 years, you know, or 20 years, you know, we can handle that. And you know what they told them? They said, oh, no, just go ahead and build your houses, plant your fields. Uh, have children. <laughs> You're going to be there for 70 years. Might as well get settled in good because that's what it's going to take, 70 years. And sure enough, God did. But then God gave that promise that is so promising to everybody, and everybody takes it sometimes out of context. But the Lord said, I know the plans that I have made for you. Plans not to hurt you or to harm you, but to bless you and to do good for you. And see, a lot of people take that one scripture and they take a whole concept of things totally out of concept. But listen, God spoke that to them when they were in captivity and God was speaking to them, encouraging them, saying, I know the plans I have for you. I know. I haven't forgotten what I said I was going to do. And I want to tell you something. I I just want to encourage people tonight that's going through things physically, emotionally, emotionally. trial that's gone longer than what you want it to go. How many's ever been there? And and I just want to encourage you tonight that listen, God's got something better. 
And this, just like he told the children of Israel, I'm going to visit you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to deliver you. I'm, I'm going to set you free. The plans I have for you are great. God's got good plans for us. God's got good plans for all of us. Listen, we may be in the prime of our life, but I want to tell you something. If God's not done with you and you haven't fulfilled the will of God and the plan of God, just get yourself back in position because God said, I have great plans for you. God's got some greater things for you. God's got some good things He's going to do for you. And God's not done with us yet. Hallelujah. I think we got the best choir in the world right here. Hallelujah. Amen. You know why it's the best? Because they love God, and they love to sing, and they love to worship God, and they love to praise God. And you know what? That's what we have to do in the time of our troubles. This is what Jeremiah was trying to tell him. You just go ahead and settle yourself in, and you go ahead. Don't forget God. You praise, and you pray, and you seek God, and you do what God tells you to do, because when you come out, it's going to be good. Hallelujah. And it's going to be better for all of us. Can you say amen? Now, Gabriel announced to Zacharias the birth of John the Baptist. Over in Luke, the first chapter, 11 through 19th verse. He said, you're going to call him John. <laughs> His name. You say, remember, remember Zacharias wanted to call him something else? I think Andrew might be a better, better, uh, better name or... Or Clarence. You know, I think that'd be a great name. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know if they had a Clarence back then. I come after we got here in America. <laughs> but, you know, but, but, you know, you know, Zechariah, Zechariah, he had his own, he had his own mind made up. But the angel said, no, his name shall be called John. And when time came for the birth of John, guess what he had to do? He couldn't talk. Some, you know, sometimes until God fulfills or manifests the promise in our life, sometimes it's better he zip our mouth sometimes. Because <laughs> we talk our way right out of victory before it's over with. <laughs> we, we talk ourselves right into defeat if we're not careful. So John, instead, John's dad, instead of, instead, of, instead of, you know, taking him out of the way, he just zipped his mouth. He couldn't talk. Until the baby was born. Then it come time to name the baby. And everybody said, well, I think it looks like a Matthew or, uh, you know, Uncle Jed, you know, or something like that. And, and you know, everybody's got their names picked out. And, and finally, uh, he just wrote down on a piece of paper, John. <laughs> and he became John the Baptist. Forerunner of Jesus. The cousin of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank God. And God used him in a great way. But the angel... Of the Lord did that. He announced to Mary uh, the birth of Jesus. He announced to Mary, Behold, that holy thing within you is going to be called the Son of God. He is the Son of God. His name should be called Jesus. And Mary received that message from the Lord. He announced, uh, Michael, Michael's a warrior angel too, by the way. How, how many knows that angels can war? I, tell, I wouldn't want to tangle with an angel. Jacob tried that one time. He wrestled all night long. But you know what? The angel won. He just tapped old uh, Jacob's thigh. And he was lamed. <laughs> he kind of walked with a limp there for a while. <laughs> you know? But you know what that was? That was a memory maker. That, that was something to remind him. 
You've been with God, buddy. <laughs> you've been with an angel of the Lord. And you've got, a, you've got an assignment and God's got something for you to do. But we need to understand that God, angels are real. Can you say amen? Oh, Michael and Jude disputing with Satan. You know, Michael the archangel was a warring angel. And the Bible said in, in Jude, the ninth verse, he was disputing with the devil. And it says, yet Michael the archangel contending with the devil when he disputed about the body of Moses. Now, how many ever understood Moses did not, I, I, he wasn't even sick. <laughs> he was 120 years old and wasn't even sick. And when it came time for the new leadership to come in, God told him, you put Joshua in, insert him in the position, and just go over there on the other side of the mountain and lay down. <laughs> because, listen, I, I, I believe that we can do that. I believe we can live our life totally out in this earth. In peace and joy and happiness. And when it does come time to go, if, if we're still here and God says it's time to come home, we're ready to go. But you know what? They, they, Moses, he just went over and laid down over there behind a rock somewhere. And I don't, there's no grave. They can't find no grave for Moses. There's no grave. But the Bible said the devil was trying to take the body of Moses. And Michael came and contended with him and ended that dispute and said, Oh no, it's not going to happen this way. But Michael was the warring angel. And he won, thank God. Amen? And you know how he did it? (laughs) Michael said, The Lord rebukes you. And Satan had to back off. Because when he said the Lord rebukes you, hey, Michael, listen, surely Satan knew. Satan knew that Michael was up there and was one of those rebellious ones that didn't go with him. You know, he had, he had to know it. Listen, angels just don't die. They're eternal beings. And he said, Michael, I, I, I remember you. <laughs> Michael said, I do too. The Lord rebukes you. And the battle was over as far as with the contention of the body of Moses. Now, there's a lot of speculation. Did Michael take Moses' body up? I don't know. Elijah went up, didn't see death. Uh, There was others that went up without seeing death. So, it's not impossible and I'm not going to start a new doctrine tonight, but I do know that Michael rebuked the devil. <laughs> he rebuked him over that. And, and uh, so, thank God for that. Then in the 12th chapter of Revelation, we see Michael again. And there was a war in heaven in the 12th chapter of Revelation. There was a war in heaven, and Michael and his angels were warring against the dragon and his angels. In the end time, there's going to be another war between the angels. But you know what? I'm not really worried about that war. They won the first time. They're going to win the second time. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because they, they've already got the victory and through Jesus Christ. 
But Michael is going to be leading the way during these evil angels that come against the, uh, the darkness and the power, of, uh, the power of God. But look at Paul's prayer for the church. And I'm going to close with this. Paul prayed for the church in this manner. In Colossians, the first chapter, in verse 9 through 18, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to His glorious power, for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks for the Father to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light, and He has delivered us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of His dear Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all cre- creation. And for by Him all things were created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions, all things and in Him and all things consist. And He's the head of the body of the church, who is the beginning of the firstborn from the dead, that in all things He may have the preeminence. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God's, you know, angels are real. Angels are real. Tonight, we just established that part, that part, what, what are angels? What are angels? What are, what's their assignment? What are they doing? They're protecting us. Angels of God are encamped around about those that love Him and fear Him. The angels of God are around about us. I, I think instead of walking in fear, we need to walk in faith and in confidence. Listen, you may not see them. But if it's necessary, they can manifest themselves. They can manifest themselves. I read a story one time of back during the wagon train days, you know. And uh, this, this uh, wagon master was a Christian and a believer. And every night as they circled their wagons, they would pray and just commission the angels to be around them. To be around them. And the thieves and people that would try to come in couldn't get in. One night... Thieves got through, and they woke up and come to themselves, and and the thieves were rustling about, and they caught one or two of them. And and the thief says, we want to ask you a question. What happened to that great army that surrounded you every night? And you know what had happened? They had forgot to commission their angels. Now, I'm not saying that God's so dogmatic that if you don't do that every night around your house, that the angels aren't going to be there. The main thing is you need to believe that you have angels that are assigned to you, and they're around you and surround you. But you know, it sure wouldn't hurt to just kind of say, okay, buddies, I'm going to bed now. (laughs) You're commissioned to surround my place and protect it. And I believe God can do that. I believe God will do that. Angels. They're, they're, they, they can manifest themselves, Brother Hass, or, 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 we'll, we'll, or they can manifest themselves so the thieves will see them. Amen. And they'll wonder, what are we up against? Because God 
is on our side. If God be for you, who can be against you? Hey, we're not alone in this world. I said, you're not alone in this world. You're not alone at home. You're not alone uh, on the road. You're not alone wherever you may be. And, and you're not alone to face the devil and his demons by yourself. I tell you what, Michael, he's been around a long time. And I'm sure he's commissioned some younger Michaels. <laughs> but the thing is this, we're not alone. We've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. How many has been redeemed? There's power, wonder-working power in that blood. That blood is a, is a borderline the devil can't cross. He cannot cross. And we have weapons of the Holy Ghost to combat the enemy. We've got weapons of the Spirit that God's put in us to combat the devil. We have the angels of the Lord surrounding us and uh, assisting us in every battle. Praise God. Listen, we, we've got victory and whether we feel it or don't feel it or see it or don't see it, God's Word is truth. And I'll tell you what, if you believe what the Word says, I believe that we've got the power in that name of Jesus. Amen? Angels are real. Angels are real. Listen, I'm sure some of you got some testimonies that you know angels showed up. Amen? I know I've got a few. Angels of God showed up, and I and and they I don't I don't I didn't see them physically, but I'm sure some other people saw them <laughs> because God protected, God guided, and God assisted in situations that was impossible. But God is a good God, Amen. Oh, thank God. Lift your hands and thank God that you've got a relationship with Him, number one. And number two, that you've got, you got God on your side. And if God be for you, who can be against you? We're victorious in the name of Jesus. Victory is ours in the name of the Lord. Can you say amen? Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I tell you, I, I believe it. I believe what God says. Do you believe it? Well, angels all around me, I'm all right. Angels all around me, I'm alright. I don't need to worry, no need to get uptight. Living up on the mountain, I'm alright. One more time, angels. Oh, angels all around me, it's alright. Angels all around me, it's alright. There's no need to worry, no need to get uptight. Angels all around me, it's all right. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You ought to just make sure you got room for your angels in your car with you tonight. <laughs> God is good, though. And you know, we need to understand that this isn't just something that is a fairy story. It's not like a fairy tale. This is truth. And, and we need to understand that we're not alone. And if God be for you, who could be against you? There's more that's with us than they that's with them. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we, we just need to start believing what the Word says. And I, I believe in the, as the end times even begin to be manifested more and more, we're going to see more 
testimonies, hear more testimonies, and see more evidence of God's power, God's angels manifesting themselves around us. Amen? As believers. Nothing's impossible with God. Can you say amen? Let's stand our feet tonight. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you. Praise you for the Word. Praise you that we have what your Word declares. In the name of Jesus. And Father, we receive it tonight. Lord, let that revelation come alive in our hearts. Let us know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we're not alone, but your angels are encamped around about us. They're with us tonight. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God bless you. See all you singers Friday night at 5 o'clock.